Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 20 where we travel overnight on the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles to Tucson, arriving in time for breakfast. And so it's nearly time for the train to leave. I think there are about four minutes to go. And then we should be pulling out of LA Union Station. little lurch and the train slowly moving forwards absolutely on the minute i wonder if we'll get to chicago with such promptness we're slowly moving out of los angeles cross points through the sidings the marshalling yards freight on my right probably doing 25 to 30 miles an hour they must be passing across a number of crossings. The drivers are pressing the horn hard again. And although it's dark, you can see that this is an industrial area of town. Not heavy industry, but lots of light manufacturing, warehousing, all those industries that keep the world ticking over. Just past a site which says King Torta. I wonder if they make something edible. 
or something that's meant to be edible at least. Well, even though the hour is late, the cafe car is open and seems to be doing quite good business. The train has been accelerating rapidly. We appear to be going at about 50 miles an hour now. During our journey out of Los Angeles, we passed the county hospital on the right, travelling beside Interstate 10, the San Bernardino Freeway. We then cross the concrete-lined Los Angeles River, which we've all seen in numerous television and film chase sequences. Next, we pass through El Monte, which has as its slogan, the end of the Santa Fe Trail. The first settlers arrived there in 1849. During the Great Depression, the city was an important site for the New Deal's subsistence homestead project, which helped supply single-family ranch homes to qualifying applicants. Longo Toyota has claimed to be the world's largest Toyota dealer there for over 40 years. Then, just east of the city, we crossed the San Gabriel River. Our first stop is at Pomona. 41 minutes after we left Los Angeles Union Station and we've travelled 34 miles to reach the home of the California State Polytechnic University known for its engineering and architectural programmes. It's also the home to the Los Angeles County Fairgrounds and the city hosts the National Hot Rod Association's Winter Nationals Drag Racing event. Pomona is named after the ancient Roman goddess of fruit the station was built in 1940 in the Mission Revival and Spanish Colonial Revival styles with stuccoed walls, an arcade and red clay tile roofs. It was once a station on the Southern Pacific Railroad's line from Los Angeles to New Orleans and also on the main Los Angeles and Salt Lake Railroad line. Today both lines are owned by Union Pacific. In 2019, the station was used by 1,607 Amtrak passengers. A very quick further five miles takes us on to Ontario, a part of Southern California's Inland Empire region. The name comes from its location some 37 miles inland from the Pacific Ocean and east of downtown Los Angeles. The Ontario Mills Shopping Mall is the largest single-level mall in Western North America. The automatic doors play audio reminders of the entrance that you've used. Industry here includes the torchmaker Maglite Corporation. And the Graeber Olive House, an olive producer, is a historical landmark and one of the oldest institutions in the city. The station is a covered open-air pavilion built by the city in 1991 and used by nearly 4,100 passengers in 2019. We're now running seven minutes late, and I think it's time for bed. Whilst I'm asleep, when we pass through Palm Springs at 12.36am, that's our schedule, we will have travelled 99 miles since leaving Los Angeles. Palm Springs is well known for its golfing tournaments. It's a desert city that also offers tennis, horse riding and hiking. The Palm Springs aerial tramway climbs two and a half miles, giving views of the entire Coachella Valley. 
there are numerous five-star hotels and restaurants for the many celebrities who live in the area. Wind farms generate green electricity from the nearly continuous strong winds that come from the mountains in the area. One of them is the highest peak in Southern California. Sonny Bono of Sonny and Cher fame was mayor here between 1988 and 1992. The station, owned by the city of Palm Springs, opened in 1997. It has a single platform with an open-air shelter. It's unmanned and doesn't offer a full service. What's more, it is approximately seven miles north of the town. There aren't any transport services connecting to the station and downtown, except for taxi cabs and app-based ride services. The station was temporarily closed in May 2021 when desert sandstorms caused sand drifts near the station, making it unsafe for passengers. It reopened on the 28th of August 2021. In 2019, the station was used by 3,045 passengers. We then cross from California into Arizona over the state line. Somewhere near three o'clock in the morning, we get to Yuma. Yuma is 245 miles into our journey. It's located in the Sonoran Desert on the eastern bank of the Colorado River, which separates Arizona and California. The city's sunny and warm climate makes it a popular tourist haven and a winter destination for snowbirds and water enthusiasts. The Yuma Territorial Prison State Historical Park offers tours through the Arizona Territory's first prison, which is now a museum. The Marine Corps Air Station and the Yuma Proving Ground share the responsibility for much of the population growth. Nearly 4,300 passengers used the station in 2019. scheduled to reach Maricopa at 5.30 a.m. for a 10-minute stop will be 416 miles from Los Angeles and some of the train crew will be changing. Maricopa is home to the Coley Equestrian Centre which offers horse riding trails on the Gila River Indian Reservation. The town was a stagecoach relay and trading centre, then a railway junction and now a fast-growing business town. In 1999, the Chicago, Burlington and Quincy Railroad dome car, the Silver Horizon from the California Zephyr, was moved to the station for use as a station office. It eventually proved unsuitable, and Amtrak moved modular buildings previously used during the modernization of Tucson Station to Maricopa. The historic dome car remains in the station on display. On May 1, 2017, Amtrak started a throughway shuttle connecting Maricopa Station with Tempe Station and Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. Maricopa has a very short platform, only slightly longer than a superliner car, and so the train needs to make up to four separate stops in order to load and unload passengers from the various parts of the train. The platform is close to Arizona State Route 347 and the train can block the traffic for more than 15 minutes. Nearly 11,200 passengers used the station in 2019.
we're stopped at Tucson in Arizona. This should be a stop of about half an hour, but I suspect we might be here for an hour. For the very simple reason that something amazing's happened. We arrived into Tucson 30 minutes early. Therefore, I suspect we have to wait until our official departure time. We're 496 miles into our journey. It's a service stop in a city that was first inhabited 12,000 years ago by Paleo Indians. It was established as a Spanish fort in 1775 and was once part of Mexico after gaining independence from Spain in 1821. Excuse me, sir. In 1853, Tucson became part of the U.S. after the Gadsden Purchase. It's surrounded by five major mountain ranges and is the southernmost ski destination in the United States. The Tucson Desert is home to the Saguaro National Park with its unique giant cacti that can grow to 50 feet. The old Tucson movie studio was a backdrop for some 300 of Hollywood's greatest westerns. Much of the city's economic development has been centered on the University of Arizona. The Tucson Gem and Mineral Show is one of the largest of its kind, drawing more than 50,000 delegates. Linda Ronstadt was born here. The station was built in 1907 by the Southern Pacific. In 1998, the city purchased the site from the then-owner Union Pacific. The Spanish Colonial Revival Station was modernised in 1941 and restored in 2004 with stuccoed brick walls, red clay roof tiles and colourful decorative tilework in the waiting room. The old Pueblo trolley extended their historic streetcar line into the station in 2009. The station was used by nearly 26,000 passengers in 2019. I've just had a very nice breakfast. So now we're just picking up a bit of speed as we leave Tucson. We've just passed a freight train that's so long it had to have an extra diesel locomotive in the middle of it. That blocked my view of quite a lot of things, but then we passed a solar farm and now it looks like we're passing a graveyard for aircraft seem to be aircraft parked in every direction on this site we're now out of Tucson and heading for desert patches of water so there must have been some rain and it's all a sandy colour we're starting to see cacti of various types out of the window here 
like any other city as we left the city there was this ribbon of industry and even now we're passing the odd warehouse the odd site with cement mixers and diggers or in this case rolls of cable those large wooden rolls such as are used when installing telephone cables quite a long way out of town there's an air gas facility with an air separation column and then what looks like a trailer park in what might have been an old market area it's a bit difficult sometimes to actually tell what you're seeing because without the knowledge of the exact location and the companies you can't really tell what they do unless of course they're large haulage companies and warehousing companies with fleets of vehicles I suppose another reason why we're seeing fleets of vehicles parked up rather than anything else today is it's the 4th of July. You wouldn't guess it on the train, but I would imagine there's far less heavy goods traffic on the major roads. Now we're passing yet another long freight train. now passing a small estate of housing so it's bigger than small it's bigger than I thought it's going on for quite a long way nice to see that a lot of the roofs have solar panels on them they're all browny concrete with tiled roofs nothing attractive about them then onwards past what looks like a recreational facility and in the car park arrays of solar panels more houses this must be quite a reasonably sized town but as I say not at all attractive desert residences then out of town past the school bus depot all the yellow buses lined up in their bays no school today somebody driving a buggy out into the desert maybe and in the distance I can see yet more houses, more communities. But the land here is so scrubby. I'm a gardener. I couldn't imagine wanting to live somewhere like this. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train number 422, the Texas Eagle, which left Los Angeles Union Station on Sunday the 3rd of July 2022, bound for Chicago. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening, and please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment. Thank you.